Hey fam, before this episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast airs, I want to remind you guys that the Prophetic Listening Summit is taking place on Saturday, December 30th. If you have a passion for hearing God's voice, for discerning his will, for understanding what he has for you, particularly in the new year ahead, I want to invite you to join me on this summit live. This is a really exciting opportunity to experience prophetic listening, to get God's guidance on 2024, and to also get his perspective on the year that has elapsed so that you can enter the new year with fresh eyes and fresh heart for what he has for you. Also, if you register by the 16th, okay, that's in a few days from now, if you register by the 16th, you will get a complimentary copy of the Prophetic Listening Method book, okay? So make sure that you register by the 16th in order to get that bonus. You can still register after the 16th and before the 30th, but you're just not going to get that book. So make sure that you register in time. All the proceeds from this summit will be going towards programming for the Center for Prophetic Listening in 2024. In order to register, make sure that you go to propheticlistening.com slash summit event. That's propheticlistening.com slash summit event. Thanks, guys. Hey fam, welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast, the art of hearing God's perfect will. The podcast that invites you to tune into God's guidance and discover his flawless plan for your life. I'm Michelle Honora, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm an author, speaker, and spiritual direction coach, as well as the founder and director of the Center for Prophetic Listening. In a world filled with noise and distractions, finding clarity in God's will can be a challenge especially if you're facing significant life transitions. Whatever challenges you're encountering, you're about to learn how to discern God's perfect will for both significant and everyday situations. So tune in, open your heart, and embark with me on this sacred quest to hear God's voice and discern His perfect will for your life. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Super stoked that you are here. Today, I have a very special guest with me. He actually hails all the way from Norway. His name is Peter Telepstal. Did I get that right, Peter? Yes. Okay. So good. (laughs) I'm impressed. Good, good. I'm happy. So Peter is, he's a speaker. He's a consultant on climate communication. um, And he basically helps people um, radically shift their story and their, um, their messaging around the issue of climate change. He's done a TEDx talk. Um, He is a really well-known speaker in this space. He also um, helps church leaders in their messaging of the gospel to get um, clarity around the gospel so that this next generation can understand uh, the magnitude of what Jesus has done for us. So I'm really, really excited to have him on here. He's currently working on a book that is centered around um, the gospel and how it's presented and the messaging uh, behind it. I can't wait for that book to come out, y'all. I'm, I'm going to be one of the first to buy it. Uh, so Peter, welcome, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you. So cool to be here. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay, so you uh, are the first, I think you're the first international guest I've had on this first show. First Norwegian, right? Yes, first Norwegian, <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. Um, I have I have another guest from, from Kenya who's going to be on the show, but you're the mm-hmm. first Norwegian. And tell me a little bit, I'm just curious, um, in Norway, how prevalent is Christianity, the gospel, the church. I mean, for, for us Americans, most of our, our audience um, are Americans or our listeners are Americans. How prevalent is 
the church and Christian faith in a European country like Norway? So by prevalent, I told you about some vocabulary stuff like prevalent. Is that Sorry. like how, yes. how far reached does, does Christianity have in the Norwegian population or? Yes, you got, you got yeah. it. So how common, yeah. how embraced well, is it? You know, well, in America, so, it's very much the Bible. Sure. Well, I guess we have the cross in our flag. <laughs> we, we, we have the, the, uh, a lot of uh, Christian terms and concepts in our, our, our um, uh, constitution mm -hmm. and uh, we have it in in our language uh, in our literature and uh, a lot of uh, songs that I used to sing when I was a child so like but uh, we have uh, like the t for a couple of generations now there has been a really strong secularization trend in in the Nordic countries and mm -hmm. even more in Sweden our neighbor country but also in Norway so like Today, I think the statistics say it's like a little bit below half of the population that believes in God or believe there is a God. Wow. And then there is kind of 30%-ish that say they have a, like in some kind of active faith or like they practice the faith in mm -hmm. some way. Uh, but like for me studying right now <laughs> or really digging into uh what people think about jesus which is kind of the main the main char character of the whole story yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I recently saw a, a very interesting uh statistic that only one in ten norwegians believe that jesus actually resurrected like rose from the dead wow and even, even within like the active church members only one third of those actually believe Jesus rose from the dead. So I think we have some messaging uh, issues to address <laughs> going <laughs> Tell forward. Tell me about it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty shocking statistic. I mean, and, and well, tell me a little bit more about what prompted you to, uh, to write this book, to work on this book. Um, you, you already have a pretty well-known um, reputation in the climate uh, communication space, but tell me what what made you decide, hey, I, I need to take on this project about the gospel and the messaging around it. Yeah, I, <clears throat> sorry, I, okay, uh, let's tell a life story in, um, in 60 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I used to live, uh, I'm an all in kind of person. I lived a very kind of, secular i i live my life uh, based on a secular worldview mm -hmm. living in oslo the, or the capital of norway and i was pretty successful i was in politics and i had a good job and i earned um, a decent amount of money and i i really st started a life of like uh really egocentric uh, ego-based lifestyle that over time made me feel like two different persons wow. um so i because i had my my conscience and everything but i was i was kind of trying to just ignore that and over time uh uh when i when i looked at myself in the mirror i didn't recognize the person looking back at me so it had to it had to just explode at some point and it did so i i was so full of self-hatred at one point that uh one evening i picked up the phone and i called 
Um, I didn't know if it was the right place, but I called AA, um, Alcoholic Anonymous. And the day after I went to a meeting and I just poured out my sense of guilt and shame, put it out all out there. And from that moment, uh, that, that was like the moment where it all started to shift or all started to turn. And I got to experience grace, which I knew nothing about before that. And over time, I also got to know what the gospel is all about. Mm. And it changed my life, life profoundly. And I was being transformed from the inside, still, still being transformed from the inside. And that's my biggest wish for, for everybody, every person I meet to, to, to receive the same gift. So that's my, um, that's what, what drives me. And having such a unclear messaging around the Christian core, uh, belief and the core, core message of the gospel in my country and probably also in a lot of other countries, just being a professional communicator, I have to do something uh, yeah. with it. Yeah. I have to propose some better solutions, some better messaging, some better, more compelling storytelling. After all, I believe the gospel is the greatest story ever told. So it's almost impressing to make it so irrelevant for modern audiences. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mic drop. <laughs> that was great. Great job. You guys can tell that Peter is a professional communicator. I mean, that was brilliant how you summarize that in basically two minutes or less. Um, and really touching. How how old were you when you went to that AA meeting and I was great. around thirty-five years. Okay. So it's a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Um so I I haven't been drinking one drop of alcohol in the last for like eight years now. Actually. Congratulations. Little more. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um one of the things that uh that I find to be pretty compelling about um you as an individual, you're you your communication style is very, very European. It's very uh, Norwegian. In America, <laughs> we are very, hi, <laughs> how are you? What's going on in your world? Um, and so I thought it was it was really bold of you and, and brave to come onto uh, the podcast because you know when we're doing these sessions or, or I know that you know a little bit about prophetic listening and how it works, um, that we're basically listening to God's voice for his perspective on, on our lives, uh, to whatever degree we decide to, to ask him about. And mm -hmm. you, you were sharing with me <clears throat> before we hit the record button that this is, um, a practice that you're, you're not super familiar with. Um, but you were, you had mentioned though, that you have had experience at least once of, really hearing God's voice in a pretty distinguished way. Is that correct? Yeah. I have one sentence that is like, is it become a part of me? <laughs> like it's, it's kind of a before and after kind of sentence, which is, I only experienced that once. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe it was the voice of God. And that was like, uh, a little while after I, 
I just realized I, I'm totally not able to, to manage my own life, which was like very humbling experience. Right. Yeah. Uh, but also the best thing I ever done. And the only way God could reach into me, <laughs> by the way. Were you stubborn? So, yeah. So, um, so I went, uh, I, I really had just had, had, had to go away to, to, to get some other surroundings. So I went to a cottage for a while and I, I, I had more silence than I had had for, for years. Right. Mm. And I tried to pray a little bit, even though I was a little bit unsure how to do that. And after a couple of days, I, there was one sentence that started coming back to me over and over again. Um, it's in Norwegian in my head, so I, I'm doing my best to translate it. Uh, but it was, Peter, I'm about to uh, teach you how to love yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's basically exactly what I needed to hear in that phase of my life. It was the, it's, it's the headline of that phase of my life, mm -hmm. that chapter, yeah. it still is. And if to me, it's a before and after. And so that's the only time I truly, uh, I'm totally confident that that was God speaking to yeah. me. That's good. And um, yeah, so, but then again, like prophetic listening, uh, I know, little about what it is and i told you and i still do this is a little bit out of my comfort zone but um you should do stuff like that things yeah. that are out of your comfort zone so yeah we should yeah. absolutely absolutely try it i'm grateful that you're here i'm glad i'm grateful you're giving it a try and what a powerful story about what the lord said to you um would you mind saying what, what did it sound like in Norwegian? I mean, obviously none of my, most of my listeners won't be able to understand it, but what, what, how did you actually hear it in your native tongue? Peter, jeg holder på å lære deg å elske deg selv. It's beautiful. Wow. Okay. So are you ready to dive into prophetic listening? Sure. Okay. I mean, <laughs> so the way this works, um, I'm working off of just, so you know, I, I keep looking down, but I'm working off of, um, the material that is featured in my book. You know, I did a workshop on Saturday, a prophetic listening workshop at a local church, um, had a good turnout for it. Half of the audience were men and they were all carrying these pink books. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <crack me> <laughs> yeah. I need to change the the color, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you should have a like a blue edition at, at least, or <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, but yeah, this this book, even though even though it's pink, it's for both um, both mm -hmm. sexes, and basically the way that prophetic listening works, um, two believers, two or more, uh, are coming together. And we're asking God specific questions and then we're listening for his response. And, um, so what you and I are going to do, we're going to briefly talk about the questions that are on your heart. I'm going to write, uh, each question on my paper. I want you to do the same leave space underneath each question for God's answer. 
And I'm going to open us up in a prayer that I call clearing the room. So for those of you listening for the first time, watching for the first time, clearing the room is an exercise. It's basically a a prayer and a command. So when we're trying to listen to God's voice, there are usually three voices that are at play. There's God who we want to hear. There's the enemy who we don't want to hear. Um, Scripture says that he can disguise himself as an angel of light. He can bring deception. So we don't definitely don't want to hear that. And then there's ourselves, our, our, our flesh, our own thoughts, our own wills, how we want things to, to happen. So when I'm clearing the room, I'm getting rid of all outside influences and we're just creating a zone of safety so that we know when we're listening for God, we're hearing his voice and nothing else getting in the way. Um, the other piece that I want to mention, uh, since you said, Peter, this is, this is a relatively newer practice for you. And I have no doubt that you do hear God on a regular basis, but sometimes it's a matter of how do I increase my sensitivity to Mm. his voice? Kind of like a radio. Um, if you need to tune into a specific station, right, you have to turn the dial. Um, so how do we turn that dial so that we're actually picking up on the frequency of God because we live in a day and age where we're constantly hearing a bunch of stuff. And I think it's quite interesting that when you heard God speak that to you, mm. you were in a place of silence yeah. and a place of stillness. So you, you know, it's, a, it's a little bit paradox about paradox because I, um, I sometimes teach people and that's probably a, Part of my teaching, I have. I need. I, I don't always live up to uh, the standards I te- teach others. <laughs> Not always, but like I teach others about the power of actually shutting up, <laughs> mm. <laughs> or, be, or be, because it's so rare that we do it today. Like, so like having complete silence is is like, when do we have it? Like I, uh, so um, um, probably that's something I'm going to try out more to hear God's voice, to, to go out in the woods or on a mountain or go for a hike, whatever Mm -hmm. that is. I think that's a key uh, probably. And, and today you have to like seek those uh, places you can get silence because you never get it uh, in your house or at your workplace or together with your friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we have to like actively, plan yeah. to get silence. And you know, Jesus had to do it too, right? Yeah. With all of his travels, yeah. he was surrounded with his disciples. Um, he lived in a very uh, communal culture. Yeah, that's a good point. Were... That's a good point. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely not uncommon to have to get away. And for those of you listening and you're like, I can't go away to the mountains. I have, <laughs> I have kids or I have a job or I have this. Well, maybe getting up a little extra early. And one of the things I used to do when I was in college, I used to go, um, I would leave my dorm room at five in the morning and I would go and walk the track on campus and just Mm. have prayer walks and listen to God that way. Or I would sit in my car. (laughs) That was my space to get away from everybody else. Um, but whatever that looks like for you, um, that that's an important part. So really quickly, are you familiar with the four keys to hearing God's voice, Peter? Nope. Okay. So now we're going to, you're going to learn it. So, um, and this is not something that you, you have to use, but it's a pretty cool tool 
that I like to use and I think can be very helpful in hearing God's voice. Um, the four keys to hearing God's voice, you want to use them um, in this order. First key is to be still, kind of what we were just talking about, finding that place of inner stillness. Um, second key is to picture Jesus. So you had stated that, you know, roughly 10% of um, people don't believe that the Lord rose again, but you and I know that he did. And so when you are picturing Jesus, you're basically reminding yourself that he is risen. He's with you through his Holy spirit. Um, so one of the things I like to do is sometimes I'll just close my eyes and I'll just imagine that he's right next to me in the room and, you know, I'm picturing him and what he has to say to me. The third key is to tune into spontaneous thought. Hmm. Now, what I mean by spontaneous thought, and I know there's a language barrier, so I'm going to, I'm going to explain it a little bit more, but I don't know if you've ever maybe washed dishes or driving, or maybe you're on a train or something and a thought just comes to you. Um, or maybe a feeling bubbles up inside of you, or maybe you see a picture in your mind's eye, but you didn't create it. It just came to you. <clears throat> That's what I mean by spontaneous thought. So when you were in that, um, did you say it was a cottage in the, mm -hmm. in the middle of the woods? What did that, when the Lord kept repeating that sentence to you, what did that feel like? Was, did it, was it something that just kept coming to you? Yeah, it kept coming to me and it was such a, um, I was so open at the time because it was, it was a, such a break, like a such a uh, shift from yeah. from the the life I had lived for so many years. So, so I was I, I was like <laughs> I was pr probably really open to to, yeah. to 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 get his words speaking You're to me. Ready so, to receive. yeah, I I have um, I work. Uh, a lot with words, text. So I, I tend to, uh, my wife is much more like visual. She, she gets to see things in, she gets some pictures or like images in her head. And, and she can also, when she was, uh, when she became a believer also uh, as an adult, mm -hmm. uh, the first year, couple of years, she got a lot of um, images, images uh, like that was really meaningful to her. Wow. And that's how she understands the world. And she, she almost, she talks in, in, in a more like a creative, more visible, um, uh, Visual, what's the word? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so that matches her personality and the way she <laughs> understands things and, and see connections and stuff like that. I'm a more, more like a, I wouldn't say a rational, but like I, I, words works really good for me <laughs> like, good. so good. so this like and that that sentence i got like peter i'm i'm learning you how to to love yourself it's it's it sounds a little bit like it's not like a groundbreaking sentence it sounds even a little bit cliche maybe but to me in that phase it made totally sense and i i was so confident yes okay i understand mm -hmm. i understand I know you say that maybe it wasn't groundbreaking, but for you, if you were dealing with some serious self-hatred, as you described, 
that yeah. is groundbreaking. Yeah. That, that's huge. Yeah. Okay. So the third key, like I said, is to tune into that spontaneous thought, what's coming to you. The fourth key is to write it down. All right. So whatever it is, you want to write it down. You good? Yep. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> Sometimes I can't tell with your expressions. <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> okay. All right. So tell me about the questions that you would like us to just bring before the Lord and ask him. Hey, fam, fam. I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this episode. I really, really hoped that you were blessed by it. If this taught you anything about hearing God more clearly, about listening to him with other people, if it inspired you watching other people connect with the voice of God, I want to encourage you share this show. Don't be greedy. Don't keep this all to yourself. Share this show, let other people know about the Prophetic Listening Podcast, share it on your social, text a friend about it, bring it up in conversation, whatever that looks like for you. Also, if you could do me a huge solid and leave a review, guys, that helps increase visibility. There is nothing like word of mouth traction. So please leave a review. Lastly, if you want to connect with me on social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Michelle Honora. You can also find my work, my resources, my e-courses, as well as the certification program on www.propheticlistening.com. Thank you again. Tune into the next episode. We're here every week. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. God bless.